Yeah. Hey, Won't you let me welcome these niggas to the world? They ain't welcome to you, understand? It bring me great pleasure to welcome the real and banish the fake. No big mouth, that whole cake, fag, beta ass niggas allowed. But to everybody else, I would like to you. welcome you. to the world of, world of fast money, fast cars, big diamond rings, seat chains, and the girls up. Girls up. Fake smiles, broken hearts, and if you looking what? for your real love, what? you won't find it here. If you looking what? for your real love, Ooh. well, good night, my dear. Welcome back to Organic Poison Podcast. I don't know why I say welcome back as if, you know, I just assume that everyone who's listening has listened before. If you haven't listened before, there's 51 entire episodes for you to go back and listen to right now. But since you're here with me and my dear friend, James, uh, I just want to say welcome here. God, I'm so terrible at the intros. How you been, James? What's going on, brother? <laughs> oh, good, man. How about you? <laughs> I'm doing all right, man. Yeah, uh, guys, James is uh, a co-host of the Helian Hideout. Is it Helian or Hylian? It's, it's, it could be pronounced either way, but we call it Hylian uh, Hideout. Okay, so the way I said it was wrong is what you're telling me. Oh, I mean, you can say it however you want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato. Uh, but yeah, uh, he is the co the co-host with uh, Xander Blades, who has been on the show a couple of times. Um, James, also in a, a less professional light, we have been friends for a long ass time. We've probably, we've actually technically known each other longer than twenty years because uh, him and my brother went to school together. But we became really good friends throughout my teenage years. And, uh, yeah, that's about accurate. Yeah. So, uh, James, good to have you here, my man. That's good to be here. Um, you know, 
I came over there and I did that episode. I came over there like I, like I was <laughs> like I was anywhere than right here. But uh, I did that episode with you guys over there, and we talked about uh, like Grand Theft Auto and sandbox game, open world games, and what have you. And that was kind of like what the premise in the beginning. And then we kind of you know, in typical fashion, y'all's longest episode was the episode with me, and we ended up going into so many other different topics. Hey, man. It's like me and Alex said afterwards, it was good to reminisce with you. Talk hey. about everything. Hell yeah, man. You know, something that I've always admired about Alex and, you know, it's, it's here lately. I've come to see it's the same thing with you, man. Like old friends. It's like, you can just so easily just pick up like where you left off. Like, it's like, Oh man, you know, you catch up a little bit. Obviously you want to know how everybody's doing, but in the same breath, it's like right to it. Me and Alex have always been able to do that throughout our years of, you know, we've had times where there'd be a couple of months where we wouldn't talk to each other. And, you know, obviously I've been, I've been, you know, I've been through all ups and downs and all kinds of all arounds throughout the years. So it's interesting to always have those friends that you can come back to and shoot the shit with. And now you guys have a freaking podcast and uh, that's badass. Which has been going on for one year now. June made, uh, June, last week of June made one year. It doesn't feel like it's been that long, huh? No, no, no. when I first started the podcast, you know, it was just me. Then I had Alex on there and Sam and right, right. Then I was like, Alex, you got to sit down to be, fu- you got to be a co-host, man. I, 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 me, you would just bounce off each other so well. And so we, me and him just sat down and that's what it's been like ever since uh, I made season two of their podcast. So me and him just been bouncing, working well off of each other. Dude, hell yeah. Like one of my favorite things, and I've, I've told both of y'all about this uh, and I've talked about it on air and off air, but like, it's just something about how y'all y'all's chemistry. It's like to me, I wish your episodes were like five hours long because y'all really <laughs> y'all. When we were having the conversation before we recorded that episode that we did for y'all's podcast, we had that conversation, which we were just getting on Zoom shooting the shit anyway. That was what we were doing anyway. But we were kind of I was based, you know, talking to you guys about some other stuff, and y'all were talking to me about some stuff, but we were mainly shooting the shit. You and Alex got off on a tangent. I was like sitting here for about like 30 minutes, and y'all were just going off, like talking about some shit. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is amazing. I was like, we should have recorded this conversation right here. <laughs> I was like, this is great. I was like, what are you guys doing? It's like, you go, you're wasting your time just having your, you know, like, oh, well, we're going to get together and do like an hour or two hours worth of content on Sundays. No, you guys just need to call each other for like an hour every night and just record the whole damn thing yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah i mean uh, that's uh, obviously that's obviously not practical but i'm just saying I, I admire the fact that you guys do have such good chemistry when it comes especially you guys can stay on within the topic of the broad topic of video games and video game culture and everything that comes along with that I mean, you gotta, you gotta, that's the only thing we did back in high school was just play video games. So it transitioned into, you know, after school, we go to work, we play video games, you know. So, and plus there's always some kind of uh, a variety of topics in the video game culture world because, you know, there's always so much going on. So right. you know, they will just uh, click and talk about it. Well, you, you can say as much as you want. There's only so much going on, but listening to you guys talk, listening to y'all show makes me think that, uh, there's a shitload of things going on. <laughs> you guys are great at painting a, an interesting narrative when it comes to stuff like that. 
Yeah, many of them do like to rant a lot about Bioware and EA. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys be going in on Sony. <laughs> you guys are like, it's, it's over for Sony. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, the death grip is around their neck. <laughs> it's just Sony's been falling off over the years. Like, Sony was on top. I, for the longest time, I refused to play at PlayStation. I refused to do anything PlayStation. I was an Xbox person then. I broke down and bought a PS4 for one game. And that was Persona 5 when it first came out. And after that, I mean, Sony's got some great exclusive. Microsoft, I think, saw that and learned to be like, hey, we need to buy more studios. So that's what they've been doing. And I think because Microsoft's been doing that, Sony's in turn been buying more, bought two new studios to help them out because they closed down a couple of their uh, Japanese studios. Yeah. Like uh, Studio Japan. They closed that one down. That helped make so many games for them, like Shell of the Colossus, Bloodborne, uh, Ico. A lot of those, like, uh, really good games. I remember those games. Those games were so obscure, but they were so popular. The ones you were just naming off is what I'm saying. Did they have, like, the same developer or or something? The people who did Ico and Shadow of the Colossus? Yeah, Shadow of the Colossus, Ico. uh, How was that? The Last Guardian. Yeah. Those three games, all like, they're all in like the same universe timeline type deal. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I believe I believe don't hold me to it, but I believe the same director helped do all three of those. Man, do you remember like being like young? I don't know. I mean, you're older than me, so you probably do remember when Shadow of the Shadow of the Colossus or whatever it is came out, and it was like this. It was supposed to be like this incredibly like expansive game, like with like massive like roaming land. Like that's what they like. They like you look in the gaming magazine, whatever it was back then, like GMR or whatever it was that they gave you when you had a subscription at Electronic Boutique. <laughs> and it was like the whole the main thing that they focused on was like the landscape. I remember I would sit there and I would look at it. And be like, I wanted that game so bad, and then like I got it, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Like because I was I was young when it came out. I remember being like, I don't know what to do. Like, and I went through all this trouble to get the game, and then it was like, fuck. I literally played it for like five minutes and never played it again because I didn't know what to do. And I was an idiot. I didn't know how to like take on a new game like with a a, a mature mind, if you will. Yeah, uh, I remember when I remember when Shadow Clusters came out. It was. I remember getting it and getting lost for a minute. And then my dad uh, was dating this girl and her son played it and beat it at the time. So he was just like, hey, this is what you got to do. You got to hold the sword. The sword will point you to the way you got to go towards the classes and go have at it. And I was like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> that's that, that's why in the remakes, uh, the, the, that's when they ported it over to the PS3. They added that. And then when they fully remade it for the PS4, they put that in there. Like you got to hold the sword up to point the way right because you know video because you know video games back in the day didn't give you much descriptions on what to do you just had to figure it out right yeah no i mean it definitely got easier later on but i think it was smart that they made it to where people can go through games because okay there's a part of me i i mean it's it's i don't know how to explain it i like a game that can that takes a long time to beat like when we're just talking about like single player aspect like, I like a, a single-player game that takes a long time to beat, but I don't really like a single-player that's going to be hard because the only way I want it to take a long time to beat is if it stays entertaining the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you like, I played Mafia 3. Mafia 3 was fun, 
and it was kind of in the wheelhouse of games that I kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Knock off Grand Theft Auto or, you know, open work. I'm free to do whatever you want kind of shit. Man, Mafia 2 is better. I mean, well, I bet Mafia 2 is better to me, I would think, because it had that classic Mafia storyline. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And it was it was more like, uh, which I know, I don't remember if it was you or if it was Alex that was pointing out how Grand Theft Auto has like a way of like, it doesn't really seem like they care about the story. I disagree. I think that the story in Grand Theft Auto is awesome, but the fact that they have it to where you can do like multiple different main story missions at the same time. It's like, it doesn't, you can never really tell like chronologically, like how things are supposed to work except for when you have really, really particular missions. But mafia was set up like that. Either way, it doesn't matter. It's still badass. Like you, if you pay attention to what the dialogue is in those real cut scenes, it's like you hold value to that. And mafia, yeah. mafia three tried to give you that, but in the same breath, they also were like, "We're going to embrace this as a video game and not like it's supposed to be a movie." You know what I'm saying? It was kind of cheesy. Mafia three was cheesy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I didn't I didn't beat Mafia three. I played like probably an hour's worth of it because I got it at GameStop for like five bucks. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> they definitely focused more on like. Uh, making it, you know, easier to do everything. Like it played more like, uh, what was that fucking game? Uh, watch, is it Watch Dogs? Wait, no, 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 not Watch Dogs. Uh, what's the game where you play as a little hacker dude? That's Watch Dogs. Is it Watch Dogs? Watch Dogs. Yeah. You know how like Watch Dogs. Well, I didn't play the first one, but Watch Dogs Two. It's like how it's just like, like you're you're. It's an open world or whatever, but it's not like uh. I don't know. It just doesn't have that authentic feel. Like I don't. I played the first Mafia game on PC, and like it's just like you know the cars are slow. It's like authentic. Like there's there's suspense building up as you drive across town to go to this you know old school fucking diner where Jimmy and Johnny are about to shoot your shit up. You know, like crazy shit. Like it's like a it's like playing Goodfellas or playing Godfather Part Two or some shit. Right. 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 Yeah, but, no, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, this is, to your point though, I was just saying like, uh, well, what was I? I was saying something about Mafia Three, but I don't remember why I brought Mafia Three up. Oh, because you were talking about how uh, you, you felt like the story wasn't holding you due to the story right. missions okay. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If a game's gonna be long, it's like almost like I want it to be just easy enough to where I don't get stuck on something. Like versus like maybe probably you or Alex where you are like you don't mind fighting a boss like three or four times because it just adds to the fucking suspense. Even if you're mad about it, you love it like because you enjoy that. Like that's what you're in it for. <laughs> but for me, I'm like fuck this. This sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like cheap thrills kind of guy. Like I want to <laughs> like I only need to die like three or four times total in the whole course of playing a game. <laughs> like I, but in the same breath most of those games have harder difficulties so i can set it on like a normal or uh you know if they only have two options then i'm gonna pick the easier one you know yeah you don't like to grind for it Mm-mm. yeah i just I, and this this is this is a totally just me being a selfish prick but i just don't have the time you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have the time to sit. I don't want to have to wait, waste any more nights than I have to, to get the full story out of this. Like whatever the oh, full no, story yeah. is, I don't want to have to waste any more time, any extra nights, any extra hours coming from a guy who literally has played UFC for like the past, like eight months straight. <laughs> like by, by the way, I also was playing the fuck out of it before I even had Xbox live. 
Oh no, I, I'm I'm about where I'm about there with you. Like, I, I don't want to spend hours trying to be the boss. But then it's like then you have to go grind, and it just takes longer. Yeah, and I but I mean, I, but I, I mean, wanna, if, I don't want to grind for a game I don't really care that much about either. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, but I mean, if it, if I die like two to three times because I didn't learn something, then it's like, all right, yeah, you know, cool. I, I beat them. I feel accomplished. Let's move on. <laughs> right, exactly. Like they should give you a, they should give you a point to where you can like skip it if uh. What game did that? That was a game that did that. Got the thought of I didn't did, did that, didn't they? I don't know. I ain't never lost that many times, bitch. I fuck. The only thing I remember about the story is when fucking uh, Trevor Kness, old guy's wife, and Michael slipping out about it. Dude, that was a great game. It's like I'm pretty confident that though. I mean, I've obviously expressed this, but I just think those are like the best games. But I also, I mean, every time I play something new, I think to myself, I'm like, man, there's so much more out there than just the games that I play religiously. You know what I'm saying? Especially, like, when I play something other than a sports game. Anything with the most minute amount of story. Even We, we were sitting around playing fucking, uh, you know, Halo the other night. And it, it really made me think, I was like, damn, like, just watching, like, the story to Halo 3. And I was like, I don't think I've ever beat Halo 3. And then whenever we were playing through it, I was like, actually, I think I have beat this game before. I don't know how I could have made it this far in my life without be- playing through Halo 3. You know what I'm saying? Because you really can play through it, like, in the course of, like, a couple of hours. Right. I mean, you said that you never beat Halo 4, too, so. And I got to thinking about it, too, though. I know that I played through, like, at least the first four or five missions on Halo 4 because of Jack. Like, Jack has had, like, I've lived with Jack, like, probably twice over the course of the time that Halo 4 has been out. And Jack has always been a main proponent of Halo. He's, ever since Halo 3, Halo 3 was out, I'm pretty sure, whenever me and him first started hanging out. And that was a long time ago, mind you. He's probably 26, 27 now. And we started hanging out when he was 16. So, yeah. And he's been he's been a crackhead about playing Halo Three on Xbox Live ever since then. So Halo Three Online was pretty good. Uh, Did people ever play Reach Online a lot? Bro, Reach was really good online. Okay, see, I yeah. feel like I remember, I remember a time where like because I think. See, I don't know if it's like this on three, but I know on Reach, like the way they had the loadouts. Like you could just click a, a quick loadout or whatever. Like it was like kind of like they were trying to go more of like a uh, Call of Duty based style game. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't think three had that. I think three had you can either choose your BR or your uh, assault rifle. Yeah, you guys. So, probably, you guys probably played all kinds of obscure like uh, like fucking uh, like game types. <laughs> it's like it's like how they have like a uh, fucking martyr or some shit like that. I think uh, on Halo Two there was a thing you could do that was like zombies. Yeah, yeah, it's called infection. Infection. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had that in every. Uh, they have it in all the games. Uh, yeah, I played a lot of Griff Ball. I played a lot of Infection. We did. Uh, we used to play a lot of SWAT. Yeah. See, and I don't yeah. even—I don't even know. I, I'm sure I've played that stuff, but I'm so far removed from it that I don't remember like what any of those are. Yeah. See, uh, Griff Ball was—you had the gravity hammer, you got to hit the ball into the opponent's uh, net or circle, whatever it was. Yeah. 
And SWAT was pretty much you had no shield, you had one DMR or about a rifle, and you just aim for the head and try to kill your opponent as quick as you can without being shot and die. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, fucking Halo. Halo is a classic. But to be fair, to be fair, we did have a conversation uh, briefly before we, we had to text and we talked before we got on this episode. We did say that we wanted to not exclusively talk about video games for the entirety of this podcast. If you want to listen to more things about pod, about uh, video games, go and listen to Highly and Hideout. But uh, we want to talk about some music, right? Am I right? right. It, ah, you're right. Hell yeah. Well, let, I think a good way to start off just this piss poor transition into this topic i want to talk about furnace fist oh god dude like talk it's like the it's like the jerusalem like i can't believe they could have a festival like this and it would end like it just needs to be a constant loop of all of these bands right right not be sold out (laughs) yeah like like okay on friday let me just ring off some names that they have for friday at Furnace Fest, by the way, to those of you who don't know, there's a place called Sloss Furnace in Birmingham, and they have a music festival there. They haven't had this festival there in a very long time. 17 but, years. Yeah, it, they, it used to be like the like the centerfold for like underground music and like a lot of Christian underground bands would play there, like different era. But I'm sure some of you who are listening know what we're talking about anyway. But to ring off some of the names for Friday, you have Zayo. Uh, Thursday, Terror, all three of those are completely different bands, by the way. Uh, Walls of Jericho, uh, f- fucking from autumn to ashes. Jesus Christ. Uh, let's see. Gideon. Hey, shout out. Uh, <laughs> Emery, every time I die. Uh, Defeater, Converge. And headlining that night is Under Oath. <laughs> Yeah, 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 no, fuck under oath. <laughs> Dude, well, I mean, you know, what's crazy is like there's no there's no way that they're going to doing that show and just like playing all new stuff. Oh, they <laughs> better know? not. Like, do you, could you imagine like everybody there is like, get the fuck off the stage? Right, we're only here, they're only chasing safeties and to find the great lot. <laughs> Dude, when me and Brittany went and saw them and uh, Dance Gavin Dance in New Orleans, that was like that was like something I've never experienced before. Like I had seen Under Earth before and I had seen Dance Gavin Dance before and I've been to other big shows, but like it was a huge ass, like just walls of lights, which was dope. But also on top of that, like they played like the best six songs off of Define the Great Line and their only chasing safety. They played like three songs off of their latest project at the time. The other shit was a hundred percent just from the old projects. I mean, they played like they played for like an hour and a half. Like they played for a long fucking time. I'm but, pretty sure the fans have made it abundantly clear that like, the new stuff just isn't cutting it. Well, <laughs> it, it, it garnered them some new attention for sure. Like whoever, I mean, they got a lot of new fans because of that. But it's like older people. Like it's not like it's not like people who are in the scene, you know what I'm saying? Like it's music right. for like a different demographic of people. And right. I, to be fair, I like the music, but it's like, I mean, it, it, I like it differently. You know, it's like, no, when, I, it's like when shaken switched up their style, they should have changed their name. <laughs> There's one band you didn't name for Friday that, uh, that really has my attention. That's CU space cowboy. 
Oh yeah, I, I don't even know who that is. So, uh, think Norma Jean and every other noise score band out there had a baby, and that's what they are. They're that old school, like late two thousands, early twenty uh, tens, like era, like a lot yeah. of breakdowns, a lot of like uh, the dissonance noise scores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a lot of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love their music, but the lead singer might throw you off because uh, he's a trans guy. He's oh, going okay. from uh, male to female, but they're pretty fucking good. Like, I got Alex turned on to them. So, I think that the proper terminology for that is trans woman. I mean, hey, I, I don't know, but hey, yeah. no, I'm, respect, I'm respecting I was, what they're doing. I, I was about to say, clear, clearly, you had no malice in your voice when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very easy to be confused. Uh, but yeah, no, that I'll have to check them out. How old are they from back then? Or are they kind of like newer? No, they're newer. They're newer. They just, uh, that's what the, that's what their sound sounds like. Well, that's tight. I like that. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, since we're already here, we'll go ahead and, uh, move on to Saturday, September 25th, a little bit of ringing off some names from there. Uh, Stretch Armstrong, old hardcore band, by the way. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. And then uh, Shahalud, Scary Kids, Scaring Kids. <laughs> uh, Poison the Well, damn, this day is stacked, bro. Misery Signals, Me Without You, Mayday Parade, May, uh, Living Sacrifice, He is Legend, Life in Your Way, Further Seems Forever, Evergreen Terrace, Forever Starts Today. Oh, my God, dude. Cartel. The Bled, uh, Beloved, which is a, a very, very, very uh, beloved band, by the way. All yeah. Get all get Out. I'm pretty sure that's a, a hardcore band or pop punk band. I'm not sure. Um, Anne Berlin and the people headlining on Saturday is Taking Back Fucking Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so the two headliners so far is Under Oath and Taking Back Sunday. Man, yo. I'd kill it just to see his legend. That's it. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Like, and you know, they've got to play fucking Heather's gone. She left <laughs> out. I am Hollywood. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my god, I would die. I would cream. Uh, I, I would cream that whole. If I would just go for Saturday, like truth be told, like if I could just go because to see Living Sacrifice. I mean, I don't know. I would want to go on Friday to see Zayo would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I would go every day because there's bands that I'd, I'd want to see. So, <laughs> yeah, if I'm going to go one day, I might as well go to all of them, right? <laughs> yeah, but Living Sacrifice, He Is Legend, Taking Back Sunday, uh, Cartel, man, fuck it, I'll, I'll, I'll even kill to see Mayday Parade. Like, I don't, I, I'm not scared to say I like them. Yeah, no, fucking right. And plus, it's like a lot of these bands are like if they're. A lot. Most of these bands aren't even fucking bands anymore. You hadn't heard of half of these bands in like decades or over a decade. Right. Like, like further. Uh, for, excuse me. Forever starts today. Like, I, what, what was I've never like that band is old. Like there was members of the original Under Oath. No, further seems forever. Excuse me. They uh, there was original members of Under Oath that were in that band. Yeah. Uh, but let's see. We'll go on to Sunday. And uh, on Sunday, just to ring off some names, they have Showbread, Turnstile, Unearth, and that's the first three names, by the way. Uh, Knocked Loose, 
uh hate breed what the fuck hate breed fit for a king um darkest hour hour holy, holy shit, shit. Yes. right the right god damn dude <laughs> and look rest in peace to my mama but when i the first time i went to visit her after she had moved to texas this was a long time ago when i went to visit her before she, i went back home before i went back home we went by uh best buy and she bought me two CDs at Best Buy and I got to pick them. And I was like, well, these are free CDs. So I'm going to pick two albums that I wouldn't buy them with my own money, but I would like to have them. And it was the I am Hollywood album by he is legend. And I don't remember the name of the album, but it was a darkest hour album. And it was those two. And I listened to those two albums. Obviously I became a very devout fan to he is legend over the years, but uh darkest hour i didn't really keep up with much but their music was the shit like they were just different i think the reason why i wasn't so attracted to them was because they didn't have uh breakdowns right right you get some breakdowns right okay what was that what's the name of that album by darkest hour that had demons on it look look just 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 sit there and think about it for a little bit because i want to tell you a few more names uh they had era counterparts copeland comeback kid yeah, combat kid. Combat I kid. I haven't seen this since we saw him in Jackson. Dude, listen, combat kid. August Burns Red. Uh, Andrew WK sixty eight. You know who sixty eight is? No. Do you remember? Okay, the original vocalist for Norma Jean, Josh Scoggin. Right. He started a band called The Chariot. Right. And then he started a band called 68. And 68 is like super popper, popular. Uh, a lot of people fuck with them, but it's like a two piece band. It's really, they're weird, but they're kind of like, they're all, I don't know how to, I don't even know how to explain what they are, but it's in the same uh, vein, I guess, as that other stuff. But it's, it doesn't, it's not like a, I don't know. You had to listen to it. But the headliner for uh, Sunday, September 26th is Kill Switch Engaged. Hey man, I, 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 uh. that's that's crazy, dude. And it, I wish all these people weren't chodes because you know Azalea Dine would be on this fucking list if Homeboy wouldn't have tried to kill his wife. <laughs> I'm just being fucking honest. Tim. If Tim Lambesis wouldn't have tried to hire a hitman to kill his wife, then he they would totally be on this list. Like they are like the missing link here. I mean, Man, honestly, and so is Norma Jean. Like, the fact that Norma Jean's not on here is kind of crazy, too, because this whole list, like, bleeds out fucking tooth and nail in solid state. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, you you, you can make up for Norma Jean with C.E.S. Race Cowboy, uh, and I don't know, and you I guess to, not, not Liz could make up for uh, – as a late dying, you know, not loose is more like that hardcore fucking it's like hardcore and deathcore mixed together. Yeah, look, okay, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But it doesn't make up for the fact that those motherfuckers had hits on hits on hits on hits. Like that those bands were like I mean, look, we're looking at right here and I I, I didn't even name I named off maybe like a third of the bands. Like there's so many other bands that other people know that I don't know. Like I don't know. Oh, and SC's Burn is playing. It just announced recently. Yeah, but, uh, it's not on the list. But and they're uh, playing their uh, the first album there. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the one like the, <laughs> in its entirety. And it's gonna be crazy. I know a guy who plays with them now. By the way, 
that's cool. I remember seeing them in Jackson. That was a pretty fucking. Let's we'll see. Oh, that show. Which one did you go to? Uh, no, I know it was at a church. It was them, and I don't remember who else played, but I remember seeing them at the church. Okay. Have you ever seen Under Oath? I've never seen them. At, I, I, I didn't see them. I saw them at a warp tour one year. Yeah. The concert you're thinking of probably that then it would have been a Maylene show. Would it have Maybe. been Maylene and Ed City's Burn and like Joan Zetta? I think so. Yeah, that would that would make sense. Uh, let's see, but yeah, so all these bands are playing, and uh, it's gonna be a crazy festival. And I'm pretty sure, like like I said, there's a couple of other bands on here that people are probably like, "Wow, I can't believe you didn't name fucking you know Penis Puffers," but I don't know them, so I didn't name them. Hopes Fall. A lot of people know them. Uh, yeah, I don't know who they are. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I'm not like just a, a diehard fan or anything, but, uh, you know, I don't know. It's pretty cool. I'm excited about the fact that the event is happening. I will catch it all. I'm sure on the DVD or whatever, they're probably going to set up a Patreon that you're going to have to pay for to like watch the, all the shows or whatever. Like they'll film the sets of everybody, which if they're not doing that, they should do that. And they should set the Patreon up to where the money, all the money from the Patreon goes to like a foundation or something. Right. You know, no, like, not, yeah, that would be really clever. Like, but I mean, whoever's doing this is clearly do, about to make a fuckload of money. <laughs> you know, there's about to be a fuckload of money being made by whoever the hell is putting this, this on. Oh yeah, man. Like Jesus Christ, the ticket sold out just about instantly too. So, I mean, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. The VIP is sold out, but I see here they have, and maybe they still have general admission tickets. Really? How much are they? I don't know. Let me see. Let me see that they actually still have it. Uh, three day. Oh, wow. The ticket really isn't that bad. Oh, my God. Sales tax on these fucking tickets is $48.23. God, that's where they get you. That's a lot of fucking money, bro. Okay, so if I was to buy, if I was to buy one ticket, okay, let's see. Check out. Oh, I don't want to sign in to figure out how much it would be. Oh my goodness, great Scott. Uh, yeah, so it would pretty much add up to being just under three hundred dollars for a three day ticket. That's really not that bad, dude. Uh, uh no. A hundred dollars, a hundred dollars, but what, you know, what's crazy about it is though, well, okay, yeah, it is a little cheaper. I was going to say, it's almost cheaper for you to just buy the tickets for each day individually, but each day is $89 plus $24.53. So it is a little bit, it would end up being a little bit more, but I mean, the fact that they still have general admission tickets is not that bad. Uh, I guess they sold out of all the VIP stuff. I mean, I can't really blame everybody who got the VIP ticket. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I understand. <laughs> I, uh, I just, I don't know. I, I wish I had the uh, the I audacity. I wish I would have had the audacity around tax season to have spent the money on it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like right now, I'm like, I can't imagine taking half my paycheck 
you know, and right. Yeah, I can't know. imagine doing that right now, but I almost want to do it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but it's also you have to take into consideration, and it's it's what three months away or two months away, however long yeah. ago, away. Yeah, and you've also got to have money to crash, you know, and survive. Like if I wasn't taking my wife and I was going with like two or three of the homies, we'd be like, well, we're just going to find the shittiest hotel, like which you're not going to be able to find because there's going to be more people in the area than ever before. You know what I'm saying? Like there's going to be a lot of people there and it's in the middle of Birmingham. Like we would have to just take a tent and camp for the weekend. Like go find some, like a campsite somewhere and camp there for the weekend. It would almost be worth it. I mean, yeah. Or we could just, you know, have like four people fucking pay for a suite and just get sweet wasted the entire time. <laughs> Which, honestly, dude, the thing is, is once you get married, you know for a fact there's no way that that's going to happen. Like me being gone for three days, I'm, I'm sure somebody pulls it off, but I was just gone for a week. And uh, I don't think I get another one of those for a while. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta have to take her with you. You gotta <laughs> yeah. have to take her. Oh, that's another thing. I mean, my wife would be probably more excited about going to this thing than I would be. So it's like, who? <laughs> what kind of guy? Would I, hey, babe, uh, me and the boys are gonna be gone for the weekend. We're going to see every fucking <laughs> band in the world. <laughs> I'll be back Monday night. I'm sure that'll go over really well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yourself will be laying out in the yard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think I'll pass, but especially let, let me go ahead and pay three hundred dollars to go to my own demise. <laughs> but hey, it would it'd be worth it though? You get to see all the great bands. I don't know if it would be worth it, but <laughs> it would be something. <laughs> I'll tell you. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. Ahead. I would like to hear what you were going to say. Uh. I know that in December I'm trying to go down to New Orleans to see uh, Ginger Suicide Silence at All Hell the Yeti. They're going to be at the House of Blues. Hold on. Suicide Silence is still a band? Yeah, brother. It's still a band. Who's their vocalist now? Eddie Herman. Wow. Eddie Herman sounds like a dead man. Uh, you, you remember back when we were listening to All Shall Paris back in the day? Oh, okay, yeah. I that vocal, yeah, yeah, that's he used to be the vocals of that band. I knew, I knew that he was singing for him for a while, but I didn't know that he was. Uh, I didn't know he was still in the band. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'd love to see Suicide Silence and Ginger. Yeah, I only, mean, I only know who the fuck All Hell Yeti is, but I mean, hey, if they're there, why not? <laughs> yeah. Fuck it, I, I'd like to see them as well. Yeah, and tickets range anywhere between. Uh, 28 bucks to $65. Oh, wow. Aaron Gillespie is going on a solo tour and he's coming to fucking New Orleans. House of Blues. What's he playing? Bullshit, I'm sure. I don't fucking know. <laughs> so, Better not be the almost. It's worse to almost. I was about to say, it literally, it literally just says the uh, Aaron Gillespie. <laughs> Might not be the almost stuff because uh well I mean the, uh, the almost would be better than just seeing him up there being like yeah I'm Aaron and this is my acoustic set <laughs> I'm fucking forty and I'm still pretending I'm sixteen yeah I'm just joking kind of I think he's like married with kids and shit but is he I mean 
if you ever watch any of the interviews from their new album, Under Us new album, it looks like Aaron is sitting there in just so much pain while Spencer just talks. Like he's so yeah. like awkwardly sitting there just like, you know, I don't want to be here. I got to force back into this. Yeah, he, he acts like a chode. Like he acts like a, a super mondo chode. It's like, why why do you have to be that way, buddy? You know, like, come on, man. Like, I want to think of you as like an incredible like, – he, 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 he acts exactly how you just said that. Like, like he's got so much more important shit to get to. Oh man, I can't stand down earth no more. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't particularly just pull them up every opportunity I get. Oh yeah. Every once in a while I like to go sit down and listen to their only chasing safety and define the great line when I'm looking for like influence on writing and stuff. But yeah, I will go back and listen to their old stuff. Hey, but I remember I bought the Sound of Silence or whatever the uh, whatever that album was that came after to find the Great Line. We listened to it at uh, Lauren Richie's. Yeah, and I was like, "Fucking, you can have this fucking CD yeah. here." <laughs> this is garbage. I remember. <laughs> I remember being so unimpressed by that album. Like, mind you, obviously they're more talented artists than I am. By all means, I give them credit. They they're great. They did whatever they did. Took their chances. They did what they did. But it's like, dude what the fuck is this? And a lot of people like that. Like a lot of people like that album, but I can assure you, I gave not one damn. I was like, this I, is not exciting to me. I can assure you, I didn't have to give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Man, hey, do, you know you, what, do you listen to tech nine? And some songs. Yeah. Not really. I mean, obviously you probably don't pull them up that often. He's coming to new Orleans on December 1st. Ginger with special guest Suicide Silence and All Hell the Yeti. Yeah. I mean, do you ever listen to Ginger? No. That's what I was about to ask you. I was like, what is Ginger all about? Man, bro, it's a, there, she is a, they have a lead female vocalist. All right. So think I wrestled the bear once, okay. which, you know, Courtney done moved on to a band called Spirit Box now. Yeah. So think, think that. But think this band is from overseas and they're like, their stuff is just so aggressive. And then she, she, she screams and then she goes into her, like her singing and it calms you down and it gets back aggressive. Like if you ever listen, like if you ever get a chance to listen to uh, Pisces, that's one of their famous songs. That's the song that everybody likes. Yeah. I recommend checking that one out or teacher, teacher or speak astronomy, stuff like that. Like they're like, ever since I found Ginger, I just, Oh man, it's, they stay they stay on my playlist. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'll have to check them out. Yeah, uh, this thing right here says Aaron Gillespie's show is a religious show, and he <laughs> he is a devout not Christian anymore. By the way, <laughs> so so I don't know what the fuck it, it literally says. Aaron Gillespie religious. <laughs> so I don't know. I bet tickets are like sixty bucks a person. <laughs> I swear to God, if they are, I'm gonna shoot a brick. Like it's a real intimate acoustic performance with me, Aaron Gillespie. I'm going to be touching myself and shitting my pants on stage. Come join. Come join. God, how does it even work? Like you're not gonna mean anything you say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I don't think. I think it might just because he's registered in such a way, like on Live Nation or something. 
Because there's no way that like he's like going around and being like, "Oh yeah, he loves us." Oh, how he loves us. <laughs> I don't think that's I don't think that's how he's coming in with it. Oh, oh, I mean, I remember when they just uh, I was like, "Is it last year?" They they almost dropped the new album, and me and Sam sit down and listen to it, and it was like, "What, <laughs> dude? I didn't know that they put out new music." Yeah, it was either last year or the year before. I don't remember. It was like either a year or two ago. They put on something new, and I was like, what? Come on now. This doesn't sound good. Okay, so, you know, I have a question. I have a question, which is pretty relevant uh, to, you know, what we were trying to get to. What do you think, personally, like, what are some styles of music that, like, are? what are some bands, artists, or whatever, uh, that influenced your taste not necessarily like your playing style or whatever but your taste of like what you like to listen to like as far as any kind of anything instrument speaking with bands not necessarily like i mean you know me like i'll speak in the realm of like music but i also it's like i wasn't inspired to like basically with bands is what i'm saying like outside of rap music i know you're not even that big of a fan of rap but for me, I have to explain it in the sense of like, uh, no, I got you. Bands that inspired me, if you will, or, or, or the taste they helped me evolve my 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 palette, my musical palette. Jesus, back in the day, uh, let's 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 start off when we me we first got into the scene together. Okay, because me and you both got in the scene at the same time. Right. It had to be fight to die and shaken. Of course, of course. It had to be fight to die and shaking. And then once, you know, we evolved outside or I evolved outside, it was Kingston's Falls. You remember that, Ben? It was a face down. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I remember Kingston Falls because you were the one that made me listen to them. Like, <laughs> because they were always, they were like, I say always, they were on a couple of samplers. And I remember like not listening to them. They had like this one song that like, I remember exactly how it started. I don't remember now, but. And I remember I would always skip it. I'd be like, ah, I don't give a fuck about this, you know, or something like that. But I yeah, mean, yeah, Kingston Falls for today. Uh, before there was Rosalind, because you know they were always around. There was always cool to hang out with Carlos and people in the band. Yeah. yeah. Uh, God, going outside of that, you know, Alex got me on to uh, Alex and Steve got me on to uh, Gym Class Heroes. And moving on from there, it was like Whitechapel when I started getting like the heavier side of music. So it's that silence. Uh, involving off of that, there's a lot of random metalcore bands. And then finally, I just, I've, I've been staying in the realm of the heaviness, deathcore, black and deathcore. So like Lona Shore, Angel Maker, uh, Make Them Suffer, bands like that. I've been like, Constantly playing like Crystal Lake, uh, Within Destruction. Okay, okay. I want to ask you, Crystal Lake, where are they from? Japan, Tokyo. Okay. Yeah. I, I haven't really ever listened to their music, but I know Gideon toured with them a couple of times. Yeah, dude, Crystal Lake's actually really good. Uh, Ryo or Ryo, whatever his name is, the lead singer. He's yeah. got he's he's got a, a really range of vocal style. Like he can hit highs, he can hit the lows. The mids. He he can hit it all. He can sing. He can do a little freestyle in it. That's awesome. Yeah, and then uh, 
I also listen to a lot of like uh Japanese style metal music, uh Unlucky Morphosis, uh Max Maximum the Hormone, you know, Maximum Hormone did uh the opening to Bleach. Not yeah. Bleach. Yeah, they they did one Bleach and did the opening to Death Note. Uh Baby metal, you can make fun of me. I don't care. <laughs> I don't show up. Uh, you know, so I, that's probably that's like when I am. And then I had a friend called Nathan. He was like, "Hey, man, try some K-pop in your life. You might like it." Oh my god! So I listened to a couple bands he recommended, and they're not that bad. It's not Nathan, that bad. Nathan, who is this? A Nathan I know. Uh, Nathan Wilkins. Nope, don't know him. Yeah, if, he's, if I do, I'm sorry, Nathan. <laughs> yeah he's uh, I, I, forgot, I, him, I forgot that i know him if i do know him i met him through uh sam so right right yeah i, I mean I, I would have to say like when it comes to like bands like that helped develop my my palette i would say like when it started out like as far as anything that was outside of like just what my parents showed me Lincoln Park and the Gorillas, and I say this all the time. Lincoln Park and the Gorillas. Oh, yeah, I forgot about them. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, but that's kind of far back. That goes really far back. Man, yo, I feel like I'm responsible for your dipping habit, dude. Are you? Yeah, you are definitely a hundred percent responsible. <laughs> it is all your fault. I really believe that. <laughs> I mean, to be fair. There's a strong possibility that I would have found my way into it, like, a different way. But, man, it was something about, like, whenever I got to the point, I don't know, I got to, it was a specific time in my life where I would, it conveniently came to me. Like, I would dip a good bit, but, like, I don't know. Like, once I got older and I got to where, like, I was buying my own nicotine products or, like, I was providing myself with my own money. Like I had my, I was having to make my own money and buy my own shit, you know, stuff like that. It got to a point where I was like, I don't know, like I can't smoke cigarettes inside in most of the places where I live. So it was one of those things where I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to keep buying dip, you know? And you know why I didn't keep deep dipping pouches? Cause you dip pouches. I don't do any, I don't dip pouches anymore. You did back in the day though. I did though. Yeah. Back in the day you used to dip the pouches and you know, you know why? I didn't keep dipping pouches even after you put me onto it because you get so much more dip. Like it's so much more power and a fucking, what kind of dip? What do you dip now? Uh, I, 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 I still do grizzly. I do grizzly long cut wintergreen. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I, I got you. I feel you. But I do Copenhagen because I like the fact that it's sweet and not as much pain. Copenhagen, I mean, maybe, maybe winter, uh, Grizzly Wintergreen is like the crack of fucking dip. I mean, every time I buy, every time I get a can of Copenhagen, I, I buy one at work. When we get them, uh, like on this, uh, promotional stuff, I buy a can and it just, it's either like dry or just not satisfying. Yeah. Cause, I, I, for, cause for a minute there, I was doing the Copenhagen, uh, Southern blend. Yeah, but the Southern blend, this, that shit sucked anyway. I, I uh, Corey Parks used to dip that shit, which I bought it too. I bought a, a good bit of cans of it over the course of a period, like of time. 
because it was like there for a while. It was kind of the thing. And also you could dip that stuff if you were drinking. That stuff was like the best dip to drink. I mean, wow, the best dip to drink. It was the best, <laughs> it, it was the, it was the best dip to dip if you were drinking because it kind of tasted like, like, uh, you know how like a shot glass that had whiskey in it last night would smell? <laughs> That's how a Southern blend tasted. Yeah, it had that caramel taste to it. That's yeah, what I kind of liked. Kind of liked about it, but I don't know, man. I could just—I mean, I might as well. I, I Grizzlies almost about as fucking as much as a can of Copenhagen now. It's yeah. crazy. It's it's not a, it's not a joke, dude. But also, shit, everything's going up in price. I mean, it's it's not like it's the dip's fault necessarily or the tobacco products, but they also know. They know that these kids are out here fucking getting that grizzly wintergreen, dude. What what the fucking what Newport one hundreds are to the hood is what fucking grizzly wintergreen is to fucking redneck America. Man, you know how much a pack of Newport's one hundred is? Like fucking seven dollars probably by now. Seven ninety nine. There you go. I believe it. I believe that's, it. That's 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 tax included. Dude, listen, when we were kids, you could pay five bucks and you got a pack of new ones. Dude, I remember back when when I was started dipping, the can of grizzly was two dollars. Hell yeah, you could you the way they do longhorn right now, how it's like occasionally you can find a can for what is it like one seventy nine or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They run those those package deals. That's the way they used to do grizzly, man. That's grizzly used to be the shit. Which is, I mean, it's still, it's a bang for your buck, for sure. You're going to fucking feel it. I'll, okay, look, you know what would make me dip Grizzly exclusively? If their cans were the size of uh, Red Seal. Grizzly should just say, fuck Red Seal, and they should start making their cans as big as Red Seal's. And if they did that, then they would take over the market, bro. Because if you could get as much dip for X amount of money, it's like you're already having to charge as much money. Just make your shit bigger, you know, take a little bit less of a profit margin, but you're going to take so many customers. If Grizzly Wintergreen came for three fifty, and it was in a can the size of Red Seal, which is just a little bit bigger, just a little bit bigger. But if they did that, man, come on now. No, I'll I, I tell you what you do is you buy a tub of Stokers. Oh, no, I get the, I get the tub of the Longhorn. I get one. No, uh, I get a new one every two weeks. Oh, it's, every time I do Longhorn, it just it, it feels like it's fine cut to me. So I'm just like, eh. Yeah, that shit is like bottom of the barrel. Like they, it's like they sprayed some shit on there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it tastes weird as hell. Eh. But but I dip the fuck out of it. And the only reason I get I get Copenhagen like around payday, like the weekend of payday, which I got paid today. And and then. I get the tub for like the weekdays when I'm at work because dude, I dip so much throughout the day and shit. Uh, man, I feel that. I feel that. It's like, it's like, I, I literally, it's a habit. Like I have, or not a habit, excuse me. It's, I'm addicted to fucking nicotine, dude. Like without a shadow of a doubt. Like because the only reason it was so easy for me to quit smoking cigarettes is because I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to dip. Why not? Right. And, uh, I digress, but it was a. Uh, I'm addicted to to, di- to nicotine. It's not dip exclusively because if, if I, I the thing is, is I hate smoking a cigarette now, bro. Like you can get the taste, the smell, all of it of fucking 
taking a uh, dip out of your mouth. Like, if you really tried, you could do it in, like, two seconds. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just get you some water or run some fucking mouthwash. Brush your teeth real quick. You're fine. You don't have to smell like dip. If you smoke a cigarette, dude, your whole body is covered in cigarette smoke. Oh, yeah, not to mention that cigarette smoke goes on your walls. Yeah, like it is, it is just, you just, I have facial hair. I don't like the, I don't like smelling like cigarettes. I don't like if somebody, I mean, I don't really care if somebody hugs me and they smell like cigarettes, but it's like when someone hugs me and I, the first thing I do is smell cigarettes, I'm like, damn, bro, you smell like cigarettes. <laughs> so uh, you were talking about your deep dive of uh, your music. Yeah. The- yeah, I was. My bad, James. I forgot. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm the one who, front of the dip so <laughs> that was a, a pretty interesting thing though you know what's funny and I, I i'm gonna go back to my deep dive but i have rarely ever been open about the fact that i dip <laughs> like i almost never talk about that ever i mean aside from the fact that if i'm around people like i, don't, I never hide the fact that i dip but i've online i've noticed that I never talk about the fact that I dip. I've never, I don't uh, occasionally say something about Copenhagen, like as like a reference to something. But I digress. I just, you're you're, you're among a fellow dipper, so it's cool. Yeah. Well, exactly. I'm having the conversation. I'm I'm opening up too. You know, it's nice. It's, I tell everybody all the time, these podcasts are like therapy sessions for me. So, you know, if I never worked at Mr. Whiskers, I'd probably never would have picked up dipping. So, well, fuck Mr. Whiskers. I'm just joking. You know, Andy Allen is the Mac Daddy over there now. Oh, yeah. That's his family's business. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's his business now. Oh, well, see. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Andy Allen's the boy. Shout out to him. If any of y'all know him, tell him we said, what's up? <laughs> but no, a deep dive. We were going into like uh, like t- uh, things that like painted our palettes more or less, correct? Yeah, and there's a couple of bands I forgot to mention, so hopefully you'll mention them. Yeah, well, I mean, we're ringing them off. You're, you're welcome to ring off some more after me, but uh, Asley Dying was one of the first like metal bands that I ever listened to. Like, okay, if you can imagine, like, okay, so I've at this point I've listened to Lincoln Park, uh, System of a Down. You know, like those kind of bands. I've heard of Slipknot, but they are too scary and like satanic for me to appreciate. So, <laughs> so I never really listened to them that much. I'm at the at, from my point of view as a twelve year old, thirteen year old. Uh, and then I discover, or you know, we start going to shows, and I, I know all these local bands, and like I've listened to a couple of these local bands and stuff like that. But I still have not, have not entirely engulfed myself in the music. I got it. I listened to Shaken exclusively for like two months, three months. Like I didn't listen to any other band, and because I was like, "Oh my god, like this is this music is cool." But these guys are also from here, blah blah blah. And I just went and saw them, and then I discover Adelaide dying because I'm going through Keith Dalton's CD collection. And there's so many different CDs, which throughout, like later on in life, in those younger years, Keith still had that CD collection. And some of those same bands, I became more uh, 
you know, like aware of, like I knew more of their music and stuff like that. And it was just crazy how like the further along in life I went, because that's where I found the under a CD the first time they're only chasing safety. Keith Dalton CD uh, book. So if anybody says anything about Keith, you've got to admit once upon a time, you thought Keith was a pretty badass character. Not going to lie. <laughs> I still think he's cool, but I mean, yeah, I, I mean, he, he's on some different shit for sure. Like, I mean, and there might be aspects of his life that I'm have heard about that I don't agree with, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not pissed did, at the guy. <laughs> did you, did, did you see, I was thinking it was like last year he was on Facebook getting arrested. That was like two years ago or so. Yeah. But like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, but that stuff I'm not necessarily like too keen on, but you know, you talk to the guy about something outside of that. He really doesn't say anything that's too crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Like, okay. Clearly he's, he's very dedicated to being, uh, uh, religious, not necessarily to being religious. I'm sure he would refer to it as something else, you know, devout or something whatever but like it's like if you look past that you probably i mean we know for a fact i mean people who have known keith for a long time you know for a fact that there's something underneath all that you know i'm saying like he's clearly a a person like you know he has a soul (laughs) he just i just don't understand that fucking uh abortion clinic shit uh i don't either that's the thing they get that i i can't get to like uh I can't, I can't, I can't get my fingers around that part. <laughs> it's like, dude, that's, that, that shit just seems so weird to me, but you know, maybe it could be explained to me and I'd be like, okay, I I guess I see where you're coming from, but I just, my thing is I don't have a problem with that. Like if people, you know, get an abortion, then so be it. I mean, yeah, we're both on the same page on that one. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I also think to myself, it's like, Hey, look, uh, maybe there's a, there comes a time and a place where Christians can just be like, hey, well, it's your sins to face. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand that, but the whole emotional argument is like, it's the kids that don't have a voice. You know, like you're, you're taking the lives of kids that weren't born or whatever. They never got their chance to express how they felt. And it's but, like, uh, I feel where you're coming from, but in the same breath, it's like, Look at the look up for a second. Look around you. Turn on the fucking TV or YouTube or something for like five minutes, and just our Facebook, and realize the world is in goddamn decay. <laughs> look, why do we need more children to just show up and be like, "Hey, I'm here," you know? Like, okay, well, guess what? The fucking country that we live in. <laughs> I right? Dig- no, 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 no. I, di- I digress, but I'm just saying. It's like how I, I have never personally uh, encouraged or discouraged an abortion to someone personally. You know what I'm saying? Like in my head, I think to myself, it's like if somebody wants to have a baby, dude, we will do all we can to take care of the baby. You know what I'm saying? It's, right. like, it's like, don't let you don't let that go unnoticed. Unfortunately, there are shitty things and systems, but if you are like having second guesses, just go ahead and do what you got to do. Try again later. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, right. I don't know. And, and to the point of view of the people who may or may not be religious or particular about that, I would just say, look, man, it's, it's their cross to carry. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck it. It has it. Just do your thing. Get, get your shit in order. Get your home in, uh, together. Grow your fucking crops and get ready for whatever fucking. <laughs> Grow your fucking crops. What? <laughs> <laughs> Look, dude. I know you probably got 17 kids out there in the fucking yard. Get them to go out there and pick your fucking strawberries or black eyed peas or whatever it may be that you got growing out there. Because what you think is the end is coming. That shit is on its fucking way. <laughs> and if you don't believe me, Google that shit. <laughs> I swear to uh, God, dude. Uh, I, I, sometimes I just I just want to go off. I just want to be like, look, I know this is totally off topic, but we are not the shit anymore <laughs> as a country. <laughs> You remember when we were kids and they were like, hey, man, uh, you know, we're like the fucking Park Lane of, of the United States. Like people uh, – excuse me. We're the Park Lane of uh, the, the world. Like we just right. – we do whatever the fuck we want whenever we want to. And you know what happens when you're that guy for a long time? People build resentment. Right. No, yeah, right, right. You're right about that. <laughs> Dude, listen. We – 200 plus years ago, we came over here. We told the British to suck our dicks. We said, (laughs) fuck you. (laughs) We told them to suck our dicks. And guess what? The fucking chickens are – the eggs, the gerrymanders, the Jeffrey Johansons are coming home to roost. (laughs) America's day has come, dude. Rome fell. Rome fell. The pharaohs in Egypt, they fell. USA is falling, brother. We are on (laughs) the decline. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean we are impending doom. I'm just saying, like, we are not those boys no more. We are about to be fucking changing a lot of shit, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. I don't know if you, you ever had this conversation with any of your friends when we were kids, but we were like, man, so they say the U.S. is in debt, right, to China? Like, you know, remember it was always like a thing, like the U.S. is in debt $7 yeah. trillion dollars to China. Yeah. Like, wh- one day we're going to wake up and the Chinese flag is just going to be lifted from the, you know, ever, all the light poles, like just joking around. And it's like, here we are. It's like, goddamn, the way the fucking politicians are acting, that might be the case. Hey, you're right about that. <laughs> They're like, bro, let's just let's just go ahead and let China take over because that's. That's going to be our best option. We're going to have to convince our homies, our people to lay their guns down so China, so we can bend over for China. Be a red dawn all over again. But it, but the thing is, is it's not going to be a red dawn. What's going to happen is everybody's just going to go willingly. And it's going to be like, oh, fuck. We're going to, now we're going to become, we're not going to go nowhere. We're just going to do what we're doing, but we're going to be a product of the fucking CCP. Yeah. Man. I'm, just, I'm just being dramatic, but uh, no, uh, I uh, I kind of believe you on that, man. Like the way the world's just spinning and turning, I would think- say it's just slippery, just steadily decaying and falling. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, I don't personally think that it's something that's gonna just happen overnight. Like it's gonna be something that happens over time. But the thing about it is, is like the only reason people have power and the only reason that they can continue to utilize that power is if they have control over a certain 
amount of people. So it's not like you're going to, these people are going to enact some kind of like a end of the world type of adventure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think any of these – I think all of these, like, world leaders are way too cool with each other way more than we think they are. Like, they right. – like, the between the media and between, like, just all kinds of bullshit, like, if everybody has nukes, why has nobody gotten nuked? You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody has gotten nuked. Because nobody wants to go to nuclear war. Yeah, I mean, sure. They say that if if that happens, then it's gonna it's gonna destroy. Because everybody, every major nuke person, there's like eight people or eight countries that have like a fuckload of nukes. I guess you could just say the eight countries that have the most nukes. Like they all apparently have a button that's more or less like you know like. Uh, if we one goes, we all go. Like just oh, everybody yeah. just shoots their shit, and it's like this is the great reset. We're restarting. It's over. Like everybody, <laughs> we're, let the chips fall where they fall, and then we'll come out and see who's still alive afterwards. Yeah, the United States, Russia, uh, North Korea, uh, Japan, uh, Australia. I think like two other, three other countries. I can't think off the top of my head has got nukes. Yeah. I'm sure someone in South America has nukes. Uh, I know it was like in the 1970s, Russia almost nuked the United States for a mishap program they had. Yeah, you're talking about uh, that was like the end of the Cold War. Yeah, yeah, because they they made the phone call and that dude didn't that dude didn't press the button. He could have pressed the button, but he the button, didn't. button didn't. Yeah, <laughs> damn, that's crazy. It yeah, is crazy. That was some crazy shit. Dude, man, fuck. I mean, what do you? Uh, all this shit that they're talking about with like the schools, like don't don't trust the school system, blah blah blah. Like, I don't necessarily believe that. I think to myself, like, I don't know what's going on in big cities, but in Mississippi, like. And this is one thing that has actually gotten me to where I don't stress out as much about all the political bullshit is I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on what's going on, like, the closest around me. You know what I'm saying? Like, within my vicinity, like like Mississippi. Like, I'll worry about Mississippi politics. Or I'll worry about the problems that we have in my town or, you know, my hometown or something like Demetrator that. Demetrator Todd, you're not doing your job. Yeah, well, yeah, f- fuck him. He's not getting reelected. Nobody, <laughs> he is a coward. He is a fucking Muppet, baby. He is a twit. I hope that somebody bitch slaps him one day. Not while he's Not while he's governor, but as soon as he's not, he's unemployed. He's going to be an unemployed piece of shit. Ain't nobody going to hire him. Oh, man, like, oh, just how he's been handling everything is just stupid. The, co- the COVID thing was one, th- I didn't, I didn't give a piss either way. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I understand you, you don't know what the fuck to do, but in the same breath, it's like by the time the uh, COVID thing was over, he was like, we realized you're only doing things because another state did it first. Like he takes the lead from somebody every time. Like right. he, he never just goes out on a limb and says, I'm going to do this. Unless right. it's he, some bullshit where he's robbing fucking farmers. Right. Or, you know, can uh, help the people out who voted legalize weed. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sure that's probably what your direct reference was. Yeah, he didn't. He hasn't done shit for that. He hasn't called a special session. He was supposed to call one. He never did. 
He's a loser, dude. Fuck Tate Reeves. Uh, I didn't vote him in. <laughs> I mean, just trust me, I didn't either. <laughs> Man. Uh, uh, oh, God. Fucking politics. Yeah, dude, who cares about politics? Do you remember a plea for purging? Yes. Dude, that was an awesome band. Dude, I remember I almost bought that shirt. Uh, they made fun of uh, White Chuck when it said uh, Fortune Left for Dead. Yeah. Man, they did so many different shirts. They were, they were like all parodies of like people they had toured with. Mm-hmm. Man. I'll tell you one band that I would really love to see uh, see again is uh, My Children, My Bride. Oh, man. They uh they put some stuff out a couple of years ago, but it's just like two of them. It's like Matt, the vocalist, and some other guy. So I can't help but they're probably just – I can't help but assume that they're probably just trying to make some money off of something. Oh, they probably are, you know. But I mean, they killed they killed it the two times we saw them. Dude, okay, so do you remember Dallas Taylor? Yeah. That was a dumb question. Of course you remember Dallas Taylor. The vocalist of Maylene, Maylene. and the original vocalist of Under Oath. Under Oath, yeah. Poor Dallas, man. Dude, so you've been keeping up with his shit? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm friends with him on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Man, that shit's horrible. It is. What's uh, fucked up, man, is I knew he had gotten to that wreck, but I thought that everything was straight away, like about like six or seven months afterwards. But the, uh, the other day, I actually went online and got on Facebook and was like looking to see if I like, what if I could contact him to get on the podcast? Because I know he's not really doing anything, so he's probably not in high demand. No offense to Dallas, but I was like, I whatever I reached out to him and got him on the podcast, it'd be great, especially with that festival coming up. You know, like fuck, he's from Birmingham. I mean, what if Maylene showed up and performed? That'd be fucking nuts. People would lose their minds. Yeah, they would. But when I looked him up, I was like, oh, my God, he's in he's in tough shape, man. Yeah, he is. Dude, Dallas Taylor is a legend. Yes. Man, I remember the first time we saw – first time I saw them was at that church with that city's burns and uh, Joan Jettis. And then I know the second time I saw him was at that school. Oh, man, I forgot about that, dude. <laughs> Poor Dallas, bro. Dallas Taylor is a god, bro. I forgot. I've seen I've seen Maylene like nine times. Yeah, I've seen it seen twice. That school that school show is where we saw first saw Carnifex. Yeah, and fucking with blood comes cleansing. Is it with blood comes cleansing? Yeah, it's with blood comes cleansing, Carnifex, and uh, God, across all April's plate. And I think I was like maybe me and three other people knew who the fuck they were. Uh, you and Jason knew who uh, Cross Five Aprils were, which I knew who they were because of y'all. But I had, I had never heard of them outside of y'all too. I mean, if it wasn't for Stuart Abel, I never know who the fuck they were. So, you little slicko, get yourself some <laughs> self respect. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, and Man, crazy influences. It influences. Yes, that fucking show was wild. I, I made like 
$45 just going walking around asking people for a dollar. I think I funded us to go see that show. I know I, I know I funded me, you, and Steve going to see uh, My Children, My Bride at that church. Oh, my God, dude. That was so awesome that you were there. That was crazy. Because I just got off work at working at the mall as uh, Santa Claus, and I just got paid, and it was like $100. I was like, (laughs) y'all said something about a show on Jackson. I was like, fuck, let's go. You were fucking Santa Claus. I forgot about that. Holy shit. (laughs) Show in Jackson. Hell yeah. Uh, Didn't a plea for purging play that show? Or am I I sure? I don't remember. I just I just remember we getting there and my children Rod was performing. Oh no! And we went we went stupid fucking crazy. A plea for perjuring didn't play that show because O Sleeper played that show. Was it O Sleeper? Yes, it was O Sleeper and my children my bride. They were on tour together. Because I remember me you sitting there like going fucking nuts, and then they played Headshot, and we were just like this is my fucking Halo, and then like. A month later, we were sitting in my truck listening to the album because you wouldn't bought it for me. Yeah, dude. I remember because we didn't know shit about shit. And they're like, yeah, this is a song about our favorite video game or whatever. And we're like, wait, what? They got a song about. And they're like, it's going to come out on our MySpace like next week. (laughs) You know, like totally different promotion plan compared to these days. But back then, I remember they were like, yeah, it's our new song. And then we were like upset. Headshot. I'm gonna fucking dude, I'm gonna put those songs in this episode. Better thoughts and smalls. Well Wings of Integrity. Wings of Integrity. Uh the Blade. The fucking the machinist. That whole that whole album that they put out on Solid State was gangster days. Oh man. I still listen to it over every uh, couple <laughs> couple months. I'll listen to it. Yeah. That fucking, that, the the first song, Faithless, The Faithless, even though they, I think they stole a fucking Avengers Unfold song on there, but. Eh. A riff is a riff. No big deal. Eh. I mean, you can't copyright it. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I digress, but dude, I love the Plea for Purging. They were one of my favorite bands growing up. Yeah, Plea for Purging was pretty good. Uh, I, I have to say probably one of my favorite bands growing up was uh, Jack Park Cowboy. Oh, man. The the Doom EP. Yes. <laughs> God, I still... Sam never listened to it, so I was like, hey, look, Sam, listen to this. And that whole entire part is like, ding, 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 ding. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I've seen so many fucking parodies of that on Facebook. <laughs> oh, man. If only that would have been a thing during the fucking TikTok era. Because you could easily see that being some kind of TikTok little quick clip with the girl screaming like that, too. Uh, I, I have seen uh, – you ever seen that uh, video on Facebook? It's it's, the, it's that Karen outside of her car yelling, screaming at people in, like, the ghost voice. I seen him put that. I seen him put uh, goats. I seen him do this. Seen him do that is cracks me up every time I see it. Oh man, that shit's crazy. Uh, job for a cowboy. Yeah, job for a cowboy was a great band. As blood runs black. 
Dude, I was about to say that first album, he would just sit there and listen to it all the time. Oh, man. Yeah, no shit. It was, and we listened to like, there's like four or five songs on there that was like really worth rocking out to. We just listened to the same songs. It was, it was the first three, and I think it was like Chug, Chug, Chug. Yeah. They had uh, In Dying Days or whatever. My fears have become phobia. Yeah. That's fucking That's fucking uh one part where the fucking I don't know how the fucking drummer does that fucking double bass that quick. Yeah. They're crazy, man. Bring the motherfucking ruckus. Bring the motherfucking ruckus. That shit was hard. God. Miss that album. Damn dude. Why have to download on Spotify? Listen to it tomorrow. Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, so look, I, I think uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, call it a night, my brother. That sounds good, man. Dude, this was great having you on here, my man. Uh, and guys, I'm gonna let James plug his shit. Tell him where they can find you, where you uh, want them to find you. I mean, go to Spotify or go to Anchor uh, .fm. I think what it is. I think so. So let me to that. Uh, you know, Spotify, Highly and Hideout Podcast. Uh, me and Alex, our Xander Blades, me and him talk about video games. Uh, we do. We, we talked about some music, uh, anime, movies. Uh, we talk about all like nerd, geek, uh, geek culture stuff that you can talk about. Uh, you can also catch me on twitch.tv slash Highly and Jimmy, where I'll be streaming uh, a variety of games. So that's about it. Or you can go to Facebook and go to uh, the Holly and Hideout community. Hell yeah. Or you can just go to Google and do Holly and Hideout. And it, you can find all the different ways you can listen to their shit. It's awesome. But once again, Jimmy, thank you so much for being on here, my brother. Uh, it was fun.
Let me see the 